Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This week features songwriter Paige Rutledge, who just released her new song, Gone Ain't Really Gone. We got to talk about the process of recording this song, which was kind of cool because she did it in both studios and in a home setting. And we touch on the fact that you know, being able to record in a home setting or at a, at a cottage or wherever you're doing it, you can kind of set up your own equipment and and have the space to explore some ideas and not feel like you're under the clock of, you know, paying for studio time and doing all this stuff. So you have the flexibility to add some more things to the songs. And, and that certainly happened throughout the process of her recording. So it was really interesting to hear her talk about that. She also just got back from a writing trip to Nashville, working with different producers and songwriters. So we talk about the process of, you know, working with new people and trying to flush out honest ideas of a song and really finding a, a common space to work with something that you both really enjoy. Um, she's also working on a brand new album that she'll be putting out later this year so check out Paige's music I love her style of songwriting and all of the honesty that goes into it you can find her music wherever you're streaming and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Paige Rutledge with me i know we've been working it out and you were just in nashville um doing some yes. songwriting stuff that we were we were talking about before mm -hmm. we started recording um yeah so thanks for for coming back to canada and and hopping right on to yeah. <laughs> well thank you for having me as we were saying it's been years since we've had a chance to actually catch up so this is a nice nice way to do it yeah and i was thinking of that too we must have met um we must have met at the university of guelph's bullring yes. like, open mics that's where we met right for sure. I think it was, I don't even know what year though. Like it must've been 2018 or 2019. Yeah. I'd put my money on 2018. I don't even remember. That's what I think too, right? Yeah. That was fun. You know what? I, I think back a lot <laughs> to the boring days. Um, just cause I have younger cousins that are currently at school at Guelph and they talk mm -hmm. about going to the bull ring and they're like, did you ever do the open mics? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> every week. I was like, I did not miss one, but it was such a great way to meet people. And I actually was fortunate enough, like people that I met from the bull ring, I still see kind of around and like some of the people that are involved in country music. I see them often enough. Oh, really? I like some, some folks from the actual yeah. bull ring. Um, I wonder if there's yeah. anything I would know. Um, like Tim Wilson played uh, guitar for me for a little bit. He's off. Like we still talk, we still keep in touch, but he's like in Toronto now doing this really cool music thing. But I met him through that. And then he was like kind of playing with country artists for, I mean, I guess me and other country artists as well. But, and then there's Stu Weinberg. He's also a guitar player that went to Guelph. Yeah. That's really cool. What did you end up? I yeah. remember what, like the, what program did you take at Guelph? What was your bachelor's? It was in music. Oh, it <laughs> it was. was a very, I, it was, I was like, how can I, <laughs> this sounds so bad, but I was like, how can I do something that I still love, but also like make it quick and get out of there <laughs> so I could just go off and sing. <laughs> I love that. Man, Don't let my amazing. professors hear that. <laughs> that was the compromise. Finish school, go sing. And then the funny part was, or no, I guess it's not even funny. Like the ironic part was COVID happened right as I graduated. And I was like, well, that's going to make singing oh, a little bit tricky. <laughs> Now <laughs> that fucking <laughs> pandemic, man. <laughs> that was the worst. I was like, well, now what? I was like, finished school, did all the not even because like we barely had exams. That the couple that were online or whatever. And then I literally just remember like closing my laptop after my last exam and being like, Well, now what? I'm like, hopefully this is actually just two weeks. <laughs> then I guess we can start playing shows again. But it actually ended up probably being the best 
I always like hesitate to say this because COVID was horrible. And obviously there was a lot of loss and a lot of things that were not fantastic. But I do think that it was the best thing that probably happened to me music wise. Mm. It was a really, really great opportunity to network and connect with people literally across the world online and just make those connections. And so I didn't feel like I was missing anything making connections because then when I met the people in person, it was like that awkward, like, hi, we follow each other. Like we played live streams together, but it was like the connection, the connection was already sort of established. And so I, I felt that was great, but I had nothing else to do. So I totally just dedicated my time Mm. to being on socials and being online. Yeah. That's interesting actually. Cause I, I feel the same way too about, uh, about it in a sense where, you know, I did get, you got a lot of time to, um, I, you know, I pieced together, I think it was an album and a bunch of singles. It was like, and I just sort of like more practice at producing stuff at home because you couldn't go um, to studios and and record with other friends and stuff. So I kind of realized like, you don't always have to do that. Um, And by no means have I dove into the the pool of like mixing and making a whole song. Oh, that still scares (laughs) me. It's crazy. (laughs) No. But like my- I love watching people's brains work doing that though. Oh man, it's so cool. But like (laughs) my goal mainly was to just figure out how to, like how can I get it as close- in like a vibe or something that, that makes it sound the most like I want it to sound. And then that makes like yeah. the mixer's job easier. And I don't know, I felt like that was kind of where I, and then I, and then I realized that actually I kind of like to write that way a bit more where I have like a drum beat in there or something that helps me yeah. feel the, the energy of it. And, uh, I still like writing totally. just like an acoustic guitar or piano or something, but I found that like, but I totally I, uh, agree with that. I like that a lot too. Yeah. And it, it's funny you said that actually, like, during so I moved up to my cottage during like the closure because my parents were up there because my brother was still in high school at the time so it was like March break so I remember calling my parents leaving school and being like now what well they're like well why don't you just come up north for like the couple of weeks and we'll figure it out there and I was like okay and my cousin and I actually ended up turning our cottage into a recording studio because that was the thing like we couldn't go anywhere there was nowhere to go and that it literally changed everything. Like we now only record at the cottage or at home, but we've, we've taken kind of that, you're right. Like that mindset of you can really record anywhere and it's such a more relaxing environment. And I feel like the product has been better because there's no pressure of studio time. And like, you're not feeling like you're wasting money in the studio and like something goes wrong. It just relieves that whole entire pressure. Mm. And it definitely changed the way that we were recording music and writing like yeah it changed everything but in a very positive way i found yeah so yeah that it definitely like the atmosphere of it where you're more relaxed and you feel like we can just mm-hmm. be here all day and then yeah <laughs> just we're on <laughs> i almost just said we're on lake time and it felt like i was reading a sign off the <laughs> that's so embarrassing <laughs> we're on lake time don't you know <laughs> Well, you know what lake time is the best time when you're just writing tunes and it is. have a drink in your head it really but yeah, maybe I mean, I'm just like two channeled for summer right now. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. To, I'm locked and loaded, but I'm so ready. Yeah. But it's like, it's like the same time. Like if you're at that setting where you're comfortable and, and then, you know, you don't like when you go to a studio, you kind of want to have, I would say probably like 95% of things done, you know? Yeah. And so totally. you don't necessarily have that pressure of being like, this is what it has to be because we're here to do it this way. Yes. And I think too, like when you're in that relaxed environment and just like 
things organically kind of happen the way that they're supposed to and things that like maybe you didn't expect to happen. But then it's like, oh, that's kind of cool because I made that mistake. But it's okay that I made that mistake because now we're going to do this. But you're right. There's like no time limit. There's no pressure of being like it has to be done in this specific time. And it's just it's nice. Like we always we set up um, like Ikea lights to like do vibes and stuff like that. So the room it goes pink because pink's my favorite color. So it's always pink and like twinkly lights all around when we record. So it's really become a safe space and it's great. It's every single song that I put out since 2020 has all the vocals have been recorded there. There? Okay. Now I was going to ask you yeah. what, uh, what songs that you've been releasing have been part of that like saga of, of releasing. All of them so far. <laughs> we did, uh, when I put out Ain't That Bad, we actually went to Catherine North in Hamilton oh. to record the instruments. Nice. So we did everything like we did instrument wise in the studio that day, which was so beautiful because it just it's also like that's where I love the studio aspect too, when you get to watch everything come together. Like sometimes when you're like you don't have the band there in front of you because they just recorded it. They did it like straight off the floor and it was gorgeous and but that was the one part I missed because I was like when we're when we're at home, like it's great and it's relaxed, but you're doing parts individually. So sometimes mm. it's but when I was there at Cafe North that day, I was like watching the song come to life. And I was like, this is so, this is the part I missed. I was like, yes, post COVID back in the studio. We love it. It was that, and for Ain't That Bad, did the band record yes. all, all of this, like all the instruments at the same time? They played it. They did. Oh shit. They played it. Yeah. They're so good. The guys that played on this are literally just, I could not speak more highly of them. So they, yeah, they did that. They did like a couple just takes right off the floor all together. And then we went back and like added individual parts. Like we added a really fun banjo part after and just like kind of went through and finessed everything. But yeah, I think they just, they just played it. And I was like, <laughs> go off, do whatever you got to. That's cool. That's kind of like a hybrid between, yeah. uh, you know, recording like you were saying, individual tracks, layering everything. Yeah. And then also kind of combining that. Like, Cause I, I always think that there's a, like a life in a song that, uh, depending on where you record it, like, you know, at the cottage or something where there's just a good yeah. atmosphere or you record it with friends or just the setting kind of whether or not it really happens. I don't know if <clears throat> that matters because it's, for me, it's, it's captured within that. And as long as I know that it's yeah. there, it's real, you know, I agree. And I think I love the way like yeah, real. And I think when something is like authentic, people can feel it mm -hmm. through the music that way too. Or at least I'm like, I can't, I, I don't know. I think you're right. There's like a story behind every song. And that was a cool one. And especially too, with that song in particular, we had, we demoed the song like fully out. Like we knew exactly what we wanted to hear. The demo was great. And then it was that really special moment was having like hearing the demo, hearing everything I knew that I was going to hear and then hearing it live. And I was like, it's even better. <laughs> Cause there's just like that magical brought to life. That was like that brought to life moment for me in the studio that day. Um, how do you, how do you go about like if, um, you know, with the, like writing with a band and stuff, how do you go about putting all the, um, cause I'm pretty sure, I don't think any of your Spotify songs are like just a solo acoustic with your voice. Um, no, they're not there. It's a very, very collaborative, um, process. And so typically I still do just kind of write, but I also, I have actually started writing more with tracks. So I like, mm. that was kind of cool that you mentioned that too, cause it is, it's puts you in a different mindset for sure. But most of the stuff, like I still just kind of bring my my little voice memo and I'm like, here's me and my guitar. <laughs> like, here's the song. And I don't know, typically I find when I'm writing 
something like I can kind of hear what I want to be like the general vibe. Like I know what I'm looking for, but mm-hmm. um, I've been worked like Alex, my cousin, Alex tomorrow. And then we've also been working with this wonderful uh, producer, Matt Cable and the two of them just are just too like, you know, when you just like, I speak and they're like, well, what if we did this here? And I'm like, oh, yes. I'm like, that was what I was trying to say in my words. Like, mm. thank you for understanding. So it's been this really lovely collaborative experience between the three of us. And I think what's nice is they're both very, like we've done enough projects together now. And Matt also plays in my band. So we have that live relationship too, where they both kind of know already what I want to hear before I even say it. Or like, it's where it's, if the vision's clear and we always try to have a really clear vision going into it. But I love... My favorite part about recording instruments is when, you know, you send the track off to somebody or like whoever's doing guitars on it. And then they send back and they add their own little flavor and like their personality into it. And I love those moments because those are when I'm like, oh, I would have never thought Mm. of that. So, but it's very collaborative. Everything is very collaborative, huge, like kind of sit down, work through the process. And we've been working the last couple songs we have built just kind of like a really quick, even if it's like super messy, just a demo of what we want to hear. So before we even send it off to whoever's playing on it, it's already kind of built out in that structure. Yeah, that, that that's yeah the best way. I think like it's interesting to go from writing with, you know, only a guitar and then you try to hear everything in your head, but it's impossible. Like if you lay it down and then, you know, on a, on a demo and then you can have other people build it. Yeah. I've seen, a, I've seen some cool um, social accounts where they'll, they'll post something like a, a voice memo, literally a voice memo yeah. of someone with a guitar or a piano. And then they say, you know, original, and then they flash off to this, this mixed thing. And Produced. it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I think there's something so special too, about a song that hits just as hard mm. with like voice and guitar. And that's what I've always, especially like, I always value that because in country, like we play so many writers rounds. So it really like a lot of the time it is like that stripped back yeah. acoustic, and just your voice. So I'm very, very, like, I always try to make sure that whatever we end up doing is still just going to sound as impactful voice and guitar. Cause at the end of the day, like that's what I value so much about country music is the lyrics. And there's so much storytelling in the songwriting. And that's something I think about every time I'm writing. And I'm like, I still, it needs to have that impact just as hard when you're sitting, listening to why the song was written as the produced version. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. And I think that that's something everyone can admire about country music. Uh, like just the fact it's so, it does such a great job. I mean, specifically that genre. I mean, hip hop does it yeah. too. Like hip hop is a genre that oh, yeah. such a great, like incredible story. You know, uh, there's a lot of hip hop artists that you just, you know, the lyrics are just in- insane. They're so good. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think country music is another one that it's just, you, you know, whether or not you're, I mean, more vague with your lyrics. Like I like a lot of yeah. folk stuff where, you know, Gregory Allen Isakov or, or, uh, Joshua Hislop stuff, you know, sometimes it gets a little obscure and metaphorical, <laughs> but, but we love it for that reason. <laughs> and, and maybe even you'll listen to it and you'll be like, I have no idea what this song is about, but, but I want to awesome. cry. I want to cry right now. Yeah, I have no idea what's being said, but I'm feeling it. Very important. <laughs> yeah. So something I've always admired about, uh, country music. Well, I mean, I, I, I love a lot of like new country coming out because, I think like, there's I so too. many good melodies and 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 grooves and yeah, stuff that just, just I agree. feel good. Um, but it's something that hasn't ever been absent is like the the mess. At least the message of the song yeah. is it, you know what it's about. Um, 
And I completely agree like with the, you. Like the songwriter's not confused uh, about it. No. And that's, I think you're right. And I love, I know like this is not everyone's opinion. I do love like seeing kind of country progress and kind of take and bend some boundaries. And I'm like, my sound is very pop country. And I love that because just, I don't know, that's always been like what I've felt. And I like that that's becoming, you know, more of the newer country sound, but I, you're 1000% right. Like the lyrics always mean something. And that's, that's what made me love country in the first place. You sit there and even if it's a song, you don't necessarily, you know, like relate to, to a T you can still find your story in the song. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think draws people in is they're like, Oh my God, I've been through an experience similar to this. And you're right. The story is just so clear and people know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like a great exercise because like writing that way, because some, I mean, one of the, like people in general just love to sort of, you know, ignore how yeah. they're feeling or try to, try to <laughs> you know, do things to make yourself feel better or just sort of like totally. that anxiety or that, uh, whatever, that, that hardship off to the side. And it's, I think, I don't know, writing music is fun for a lot of different reasons, but, um, ultimately if you're writing lyrics, you kind of, you're, you know, you're either putting yourself in someone else's shoes to write a story or, yep. or you're writing about something you must relatively relate to. So that you have something. Yeah. To right. It's very therapeutic. That's what I always <laughs> say. I'm like, I always find it's the days that I'm like, not in like the best, like headspace. And I'm like, I just don't want to write mm -hmm. today where you're just like tired or something. I'm like, those are the days. And like, you have to kind of push through and like really dig into how you're feeling that you get the best songs. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better now. I'm like, that was a good ride. Thanks guys. But yeah, I always find too, that was something that I definitely struggled with. I don't, I mean, I think I know, I think I was afraid when I first started writing songs, cause you are putting so much of yourself into it that people were going to judge. Cause you, you, you are, you're so vulnerable and you're just being like, hi, here's my story. Here's everything I've been through. And once I kind of got past that mindset, I feel like I started writing mm. better, but it was like, I, I don't even know what the defining moment was that got me past that. I guess just like a confidence thing and doing it more, but yeah. Putting yourself into a song is a very, very scary, very scary experience, but it's kind of therapeutic and it's great. And then you're helping. I've been fortunate enough over the past, like this past release and even ain't that bad kind of surprised me a little bit too, but the amount of messages that people were sending, just being like, I went through a horrible breakup. Like, thank you for writing about it. I was like, that's why we write songs. Like, this is why, like we had to go through those really shitty experiences, but then we write the song and then it helps people. And that's all you can ask for. It's so symbiotic where you, you, you both make each other feel yeah. better. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm like, well, I feel better now. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else does. <laughs> Do you ever find it hard to, I don't know. I mean, I find that a lot of your, most of your songs are, at least when I listen to them, I think that they're personal to you. And I mean, just seeing some of the they are, like, yes. write-ups that Thank you do you. about Thank them, they're personal, right? And do you find yeah. it harder to, I mean, maybe over the years it's gotten easier, but do you find it's harder <laughs> to like really dig into those things and like just bring them up to the surface and be like, Here, here's exactly yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. But yes, I do. It depends who I'm writing with, to be completely honest, because some of the situations are like some of the, like, especially like the relationship ones or sometimes because like sometimes like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But, and I find when I'm writing with people that I've written with, I'm just like, 
here's everything that happened. But sometimes when you're writing with someone for the first time, it's like that weird being like, please don't judge the decisions I'm about to tell you that I made. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I swear, I'm good. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, it's definitely, I find too, I always try to draw from my personal experience. Like I, everything is either my story or I always... (laughs) My friends, I'm like, hi, sorry. I'm like, I'm going to write a song about this because I think it's kind of an interesting situation. I always tell them before. I'm like, can I write a song? I'm going to use I like this. Like, I have this idea. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I know you're going through a really shitty breakup, but hear me out. Like, I think this could be a cool song idea. But yeah, it's definitely weird. It's a weird thing to put yourself into. But yeah, once I figured out or once I learned how to express it, and because there's like that weird balance too of like trying to not overshare with your co-writers and being like, this is not a therapy session. I'm so sorry. But like getting to that point, I try. I try to make everything personal. Cause I think when you put that piece of you directly into it, people can feel that it's personal and they can feel that it's real and authentic, like we were talking about earlier. And even if you can uh yeah, the more you do that, sink into it and be and be like, here are concepts that I know could be relatable and how do I just make myself a sponge for how everybody might've felt like that way? Yeah. And I've definitely found the past year had like this year was odd so far, I guess like not really odd. That's not the right word. But when COVID started, all I did was write. Like I just wrote, 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 wrote because nobody was doing anything else. Like every day it was like, wake up, zoom session, write a song. And then there was that period of time last summer, I guess, or like the fall kind of going into this year where that disappeared just because life, life happened again and people had jobs or people had gigs. And I was definitely focusing my creative energy towards performing. So I wasn't writing as much. And so this specific national trip, I definitely had done like living in the middle of that kind of break of writing songs, like experienced things and met new people and went through new things. And I felt completely refreshed and that I was able to throw myself into those situations and like take in other things that were happening in people's lives. So yeah, that was an interesting, that was a new experience for me. I felt very creatively refreshed this time and just was able to absorb everything. How did, how did that, I mean, I guess, first of all, what was the, I I wanted to ask how the whole kind of songwriting camp works. Like how does the the process work? But I mean, which one, if you don't mind sharing which one it was and, and, you know, what you were a part of. Oh, <laughs> for this past Nashville trip. Yeah. 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 So, oh my gosh, I hope this man never listens to this podcast, <laughs> but anyways, um, so <laughs> there was, I had this idea of like, um, this is, it's not, it's a new song. We just wrote it literally last week, but this is the one I felt that I was like, I had this title written down on my phone, breakup rules. And I was like, you cannot not be like, if you're going to not be with somebody, like you have to not be with them. So I like took kind of everything that I was living through and I was like, you can't do this. Like, that's not fair. Like we're not together, blah, blah, blah. And through that. And that was the one where I was like, we are living right now. So, you know, this person might hear this song at a point and be like, Hmm, I was like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. but no, um, basically like when you're in the beautiful thing about so much spontaneous things happen in Nashville. And that's what I've found. I go in with a plan. Like I always go in with my rights booked and I, there's a lot of Canadians that live in Nashville. And there's like this joke that Canadians like only hang out with Canadians, which I was like, no, that's not true. Until I started going (laughs) so consistently to Nashville. And I was like, ah, Canadians (laughs) everywhere I go. 
but I love it. So like, there's a bunch of people that already live there that I knew and that I was comfortable with. So those were the people that I kind of started writing with when I started going at the end, like consistently at the end of 2021. And, but I have just, I'm a very chatty person. So I have been able to meet people at bars and that's actually how I wrote drinking alone. We wrote it the next day after I just met these two guys the night before at a bar and they were both, that's the beautiful part about Nashville. Everyone's a songwriter. Everyone's there doing music. Like everyone you talk to, there's probably going to be some sort of music connection. So, and honestly, like I've just been able to (laughs) not be afraid and DM people on Instagram and just be like, Hey, I think your stuff's really cool. Like I'm coming to Nashville from this time to this time. Do you have any time to write? And so just like kind of putting yourself out there a little bit, but yeah, there's just everywhere you go. I find the best songs are the spontaneous ones that like every single write I've actually had or every single time I've been to Nashville. Sorry. One of the writes I've had has not been planned. It's just been like meeting somebody at a bar and being like, do you want to write? And then we end up writing a cool song. <laughs> no way. And drinking <laughs> so alone. Was fun. The, yeah. your, your song drinking alone came from that. Drinking alone. It did. It totally did. Drinking Alone is probably my favorite song story that I ever have just because it was so spontaneous. And we were at, there's a bar called Red Door, which is like more of like a kind of a local hangout and it's very chill, but a lot of people like the music people hang out there. Like that's what it's kind of known for, I guess. And so we were just waiting for a drink and everyone in Nashville is genuinely so nice. Like that Southern hospitality is real. And I just started making conversation with the people beside me, like waiting for the drink. And it was this group of guys and they were all artists and songwriters. And so, but the one guy I got talking to Jack, who's a co-writer on the song, he was talking to me about, cause I was, he mentioned, he's like, you don't sound like you're from here. And I was like, no, Canada. Like we were having that classic conversation. And he was like, oh, no way. My cousins grew up in Canada. I was like, that's so odd. Where are they from? And it was one of those. And his cousins grew up in Milton. And Mm. I'm from Oakville. And I was like, that's weird. Like, that's just like one of those weird, 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 small world kind of things. So then we ended up just kind of hanging out with these guys for the night and going to watch some music and decided to get up and write a song. And Drinking Alone was, we wrote it about that night, how you're never actually like, not to be so cheesy right now, but you're never actually drinking alone because you never know kind of who you're with or even when you're, because it was important that we didn't write a sad drinking song. So we were like, how can we take our night and kind of turn it into a song? So that was like one of the most spontaneous rights I've ever had, but has been one of my favorite releases because I think it's relatable. And like everyone in country music loves a good drinking song. So you have to have at least one. I always love the two. Like Country does such a great job at the double entendres where drinking alone sounds like oh. a sad song, but it's actually a positive right? Rock, you know, That's my favorite thing about country music. And there's still, even just as a country music fan, like I was listening today uh, to Griffin Palmer. He's a Canadian artist, but he has a song that he just put out, um, put me through hello. And I was like, oh man, I wonder what, and it was like, you are going to pick up the phone and put me through hello. And I was like, oh uh, yeah. Oh, and it's those moments where you're like <laughs> listening and you're like, so good. So good. And that's why I love country music. Well, first of all, I- I think it's awesome that you go down and uh, to Nashville and like find the place where a lot of things are happening and like put all that yeah. energy and time into going to, you know, work Thank on you. writing and, and meeting people. I just think it's Thanks. awesome when, when, when uh, people take yeah. the initiative to like try to, I don't know, improve on, on what they love to do. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome that you're doing that. And- Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, because it's a lot of putting yourself out there yeah, yeah, all the time. 
So there's a lot of rejection too. And, but it's good. It's very, very nice. And I feel that kind of having to be in that moment and like, you have to put yourself out there or else the opportunities, like you have to kind of make the opportunities or else they're not just going to come up to you, even though you wish they would Yeah. sometimes just poof, that'd be lovely. Wouldn't we all want that? But I think it makes you a stronger artist and you have to be confident in yourself and you have to know like what you're trying to say. And so I think it's been one of the best things that's ever happened to me musically and like kind of knowing where I stand as an artist and what I want to say and mm. the ideas that I have. Yeah. If I, it, I bet you do like a ton of the collaborations. I mean, like you said before, it's hard to open up, you know, when you're writing with good friends, yeah. it's like, let's go. I could say anything. Oh, to you it's guys. so easy. Right. Cause it's like you're on FaceTime call. It feels like sometimes or like, you're just like in the room hanging out together. Yeah. Do you find it's weird? Like you I mean, you did say it's weird to sometimes write with someone. I mean, maybe you have a good energy, but it's just like, I don't know. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't know if I can like just open this whole book for you right now. Let me, you know, right. feel it out <laughs> a little bit. Like, don't judge me yet, but <laughs> here's the long list. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm a, I mean, the nice thing too is, I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough. I haven't had an experience yet. And like, you definitely have those days where the songs just kind of write themselves. And then you have those yeah. days where you have to work really hard for what <laughs> you're trying to say. Like, that's just life in general. But I've been very fortunate that I don't, I've never had an experience with anybody that I've ever written with that's been negative mm. necessarily. Like everyone's had good energy. And like, even if I always say to myself, I'm like, as long as maybe it's not like the best song that we were kind of hoping for, but if it was a good hang, then we got something out of it. Like we were at least able yeah. to start a relationship or start, you know, like a su mutual support for each other. And sometimes you have to write with somebody a few times to get kind of to that like point where you're comfortable with each other. I mean, if you only talk to people in, in real life that you liked, like if you only communicated with people that you like best friends with, you'd talk to like eight people, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. <laughs> You've got yeah. it. There's definitely, there's, there's a spectrum of, of relationships and there's uh, totally like people you meet every day that you're not, maybe you're like, I don't really like you, but that doesn't matter. I yeah. can get over that and we can it's okay. get along. <laughs> yeah. I think too, like, I think sometimes those situations, like when you are writing with someone for the first time and getting to know them kind of as you're doing it, it almost forces, I've, at least for myself, I find it forces me to kind of think in different ways because I'm still trying to like figure out what this person's about or like everyone kind of has like a different writing style. Mm -hmm. And I think it's cool because I like find myself like kind of picking up sometimes on their writing style or like being like, that was kind of cool to learn from somebody new the very first time. But mm -hmm. it forces me to think outside of the box too on how I would explain something or how like you know so it's always there's always something to learn from it that's what i'm i always try to take that away at least like i always try to find something to learn from it and if it was a good hang then we can have a good relationship and because it's a small the music world's not big everyone knows everybody chances are your paths are going to cross again and yeah i just genuinely believe in supporting each other and as long as you can do that after right then that's the coolest thing about it yeah and i think that it you know you you both would grow from just, just having that experience, like whether or not you, you mm -hmm. know, you write a song that's actually going to come out or you just kind of hang right. out for a few hours and work on writing and you, and then you, you know, you maybe do that again. And then you, you get like new ideas of how to write or new ideas yeah. on how to interpret stuff or, or maybe you just like come out of it and think to yourself, I feel, I felt a little bit, uh, whatever, um, you know, pushed back or a little bit fuzzy. I felt, I feel like I need to write down some more co song concepts or, or be more on the ball with my, my yeah. chord changes. And maybe I need to go home totally. and practice some different things. And 
and you know, maybe you don't even take that from what the person thinks that you just think that yourself and you go, I think I could have had more of this and that would have helped with that. Yeah. It's always a learning experience. And I don't believe that you ever stop. It's going to sound so cheesy again. Like I'm just <laughs> apparently on like lake time tonight, cheesy lines, but I don't believe you ever stop. <laughs> I'm not like this all the time. I swear. Um, I don't believe you ever stop learning. Like you could always learn something from the people that you're working with. Yeah, I think you. I think you should. I. I don't remember. Yeah. Why I. I think. I, I think one of my you know friends in high school said it from some quote or something. But it. It always resonated <laughs> with me where it's like you should just always try to be around people or hang out with people that are doing things you enjoy and they're doing something about yes. it that makes you interested. Um, and you can kind of totally. like grow off each other. And I don't know. I think that yeah, this it's important. You gotta yeah, you gotta want to want to want to improve, and you can't expect anything to to just show up and be there for you. It's uh, Exactly. There was this wicked book. A lot um, of life lessons in songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's seriously. All the life lessons. Same with like skate, you know, same with like skateboarding where you, you fall down off that shit yeah. and you got to get back up and do that. You fall down, bit. you got to get back up. <laughs> exactly. We could just make a book tonight of inspirational quotes. <laughs> That's what people are going to take away from this podcast. Yeah. The quotes. Starts off with take all your no skateboarding signs down. You're, you're yeah. ruining people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I found it's it can be tricky though to to at least fit in a ton of uh, co-writes and and then you know also have time to work on your own stuff. Um, it's, yeah. it's tricky. You can't you, you know you want to do so many of them, uh, but it's it's tough to do them all, right? And a hundred percent. And I find too, like I've had this conversation with a lot of music friends because they sometimes like at least like I found when I did kind of not like even take a break. Like I still wrote in that meantime, but my energy was not focused towards writing. Cause I was playing so many shows and recording and I was like, that's where it needs to be right now. But I almost felt guilty that I was like, or I felt like I was behind in a way, but I was like, no, like you go through these stages of where the creative energy should be focused. And then when you're putting it towards kind of that one specific goal, like a specific mindset, then I think the product turns out better too, like learning how to balance the energy and like distribute it is a very useful skill to have. Do you think, do you write mostly, um, with an acoustic guitar or piano or something? Or do you think, like, I know you said yeah. you're also doing, starting to do some tracks as well. Yeah. I mostly though. Yeah. Mostly it's still just like the guitar and a little idea, an idea on the phone, but I've been working with actually drinking alone. We wrote, uh, based off a loop, which was that, that was the very first time I had ever done that. No way. And so not only did I not know these two guys, <laughs> I just met Spencer and Jack and then Jack's like, I have this like loop that we could use. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, just throw me right out of my comfort zone <laughs> right away. But it puts you in a different mindset for sure. And I actually just, we just wrote a song, uh, last week based off the guy that I wrote with Tyler. He's from the UK. And he was in Nashville for, I guess he just, I think I just saw on Instagram actually that he flew home, mm. but he was in Nashville for a couple of weeks as well. And he came in kind of with, that was how we started the right with, I wrote with him and my buddy, Joey. And he, we started the right with him just kind of showing us the different ideas that he had that way with a song title. And as soon as I heard the song title, I was like, I can, I get this, like, this makes sense in my head. Like I can hear the song. And it was nice because that moment of the song being built was already there. And I was like, now we just have to like throw in the melodies, throw in the lyrics, but 
it's definitely like it puts you in a different mind space. And I feel like I have to be in the mind space to be able to do that. Cause otherwise, like sometimes you're just listening, you're like, I can't, I don't know, like I can't find anything right now, too. But yeah, it definitely that one still puts me on my comfort zone a lot, which I like because I think it's important to be put out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So I'd love to do more of that and maybe like teach myself how to do that. And like, cause I don't know how to do any of that. I can build myself a cute little demo and that's all I can do, <laughs> but I think it'd be cool. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to do more rights that way. Like kind of starting with some loop or starting with some beat that's already pre-created and yeah, it forces you to think differently, which is important. I think sometimes I get a little too intense with that where I'm like, I got to learn how to do all of that too. And then all of this too. I know <laughs> me, me. And I'm like, I can't do everything. There's not yeah. enough day, not enough hours in the day to be able to do all of this. So it's definitely <laughs> important to have, um, yeah, to have a team, however big or small, you know, yeah. it could be one other totally. person, you know, that's, uh, does that. Yeah. And it's nice too, because sometimes like you definitely have those moments where, you know, you get stuck or you hit that block and it's nice to have other people to bounce ideas off of, or yeah. nice, like to have other people that can kind of pick you back up yeah. too, which is so important because there's so many moments that are low in the music industry. And like when they hit low, like there's those moments that you're like, why am I putting myself through this? But then you have yeah. the people around you and then you have those moments where you're like, and this is why, but a team or just like people that support you are incredibly important. And I don't know if they're like, you know, this is, what is one thing that's better <laughs> that is done better when you're alone? <laughs> like, what? Are you you know? right? it's like, what? Oh, what man. No. Like, even if you're, and, uh, like, sorry, go ahead. No, I was like, I was trying to, I was almost through a quote in there again. I was almost, in, <laughs> but then I lost it. It's probably for the best that it's gone out of my head, but there's nothing. I'm like, life is collaborative. Life is fun. We want to do it with other people, especially music. Music should be collaborative. It's more fun playing with other people than playing by yourself so much better with the band. It's a good time. Then you all get to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. I, I definitely work. I like to write. And, um, I think like even the last song I put out, I like to write with, you know, some other folks and try to collaborate in different ideas. Yeah. And, um, I've started, you know, a couple other projects that haven't gotten off the ground yet, but they're, they're coming and they're just kind of totally different, Love that. but you know, and then some more of my own stuff, but I have like a core group of people that I, mm -hmm. I do like to bounce things off of, but then that's kind of why I wanted to start my own page, whatever it was, I think 2019 when I started it, where it was like, I want to also have a place that I sort of have control over everything and I can be like, I'll just do this with yes. it. And then uh, I can kind totally. of grow with my music on there. And, and then I have the ability to just release it out. So I, but, but then yeah. I've also appreciated, you know, bringing people into that and even collaborating with them. And my last song, like Northern Lights is kind of a different thing. I, I only did the vocals on it and somebody else produced and wrote all the music for it. So, um, but I was like, and sometimes yeah. it's hard to let go of the creative control as yeah. well. Like sometimes it's that part where you're like setting it off and you're like, Oh my God, my song, baby, <laughs> like <laughs> what is going to happen? <laughs> like trusting, trusting the people that you're working with. Yeah. Do you, do you have uh, kind of a group? Like let, let's say you wrote a new song tonight with the acoustic and you're feeling really good about it. Would you, is there oh, something yeah. that you would like fire that off to right away or Alex gets like my cousin Alex gets everything. As oh, soon yeah. as I finish the song, I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> I'm like, should we record this? <laughs> like, what should we do? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what, too? I actually send every single thing to my parents because they don't have anything to do with music. And so they're the most honest people. And so I'll send them this and I can usually tell by their response how if they like it. 
or not. And I'm like, that's also important for like the listeners. But I'm like, they won't, they're not thinking about, like they're not catching up or catching on to like the fun, like lyric things that I'm doing or like the country, like double innuendos kind of thing going on. They're just listening for the song. I'm like that's important too, to make sure the listener likes it. So I usually send to them. My mom is the most honest. She'll be like, it's okay. Or she goes, <laughs> good. And then she, <laughs> like today I sent her a song and she goes, I love it. And I'm like, amazing. That's so great. That's funny because the, people would think that you'd show your parents and they would just be like, this is the greatest song ever written. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you're, right? you're like, shut I think up. They're, <laughs> so, they're so used to it now where they're like, mm, it's not this. And I'm like, oh my God. Or sometimes I find like they have their favorite songs. And my, I wrote this one song a couple of years ago called Roller Coaster that my dad has just been like, put it out, put it out. And I will, I will one day, like it's definitely going too. It's a very, very special song. So I'll send him something new. He goes, it's good, but it's not roller coaster. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my, like, let it go. Let it go. Like it's coming. I swear. My, so uh, my, my mom does that shit too. Is shit like, not that shit. I don't mean it that way. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I do. No, I'm <laughs> she, she does it too though, where she's like, I put out it like the first album I ever put out ever with a, a few of my friends. And, uh, and there's a song on it. You know, I, I put a lot of work into the lyrics and stuff. Like listening back to it now, I'm like, yeah. I would do things differently. I feel like it's a little bit right. younger than my songwriting now, whatever. But that doesn't totally. necessarily trans, transfer over to other people listening. And so she she lo- absolutely loves, she's like, this of is the course. best song that you've ever written and you'll ever write. It's like, fuck mom. Like, come on. Oh, that's nice though. It is nice. We love that. Oh, no, <laughs> it is nice. But my critical self is like, I've done better though. Come on. But uh, it is it is like a family personal song. Like I wrote it about my grandmother passing away and and she, you know. Oh, there we go. It froze for a second. Oh. Ah. Did my did my so did my audio cut there? Yes. Oh, we sorry. got to it's the best song you'll ever write. Oh, yeah. So she's, she's <laughs> like the best song you've ever written uh, and that you'll ever write ever. And I, I mean, so to, be, to be fair, it is a personal family song. Like I wrote it about my grandmother passing away right? And, and you know, I don't know, but she'll still play that song and, uh, and, and want to always like, want me to release it again and oh, play yeah. it all the time at every show. And so that's so cute. <laughs> some of those, like, no, no, no. Yeah. We're like, I'm, let's play the newer stuff. Let's play the stuff that's like relevant to, uh, you know, my sound now. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that was like so eight funny. years ago, mom. Come on. Hilarious. <laughs> I got to play You're some like, shit. Yeah. Thanks for the support, but uh, I'm going to play a new song. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's funny like that, but there's something so about interesting. it. Certain, certain songs yeah. with your family and stuff. They'll be like, this is, this is really good. So I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah. I do like that. I love writing something new. I have a couple friends too, that I send it. I have lovely, lovely friends. Like my friends, are the most supportive people in the world and like always excited to hear what I send them. But I love it too, because I think they've been along now for the journey long enough that they feel that they can be honest as well, where they're never like, Oh my God, we hate this. But I can tell again, like by their reactions where they're like, it's not this. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay. Like noted. I'll keep that, keep that one in mind. (laughs) For the next time. But then it's fun. Like when you send that song and they just, you can tell like immediately by their reaction that they've fallen in love with it too. And it's cool. Cause like you share different experiences with your friends and like live life with your friends and then you're writing about life. So they can kind of already figure out what the song's about without me even having to, you know, directly be like, it's about this person. So yeah. I do love it. I love being able to like share music with people, not in music as that kind of first reaction. 
That's true. That is a good point where they're not just mm-hmm. immediately thinking about all the instrumentation or something, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've also grown sort of this, I don't know, I guess you could call it like a, like a tough skin in a sense where you get, and maybe musicians in general too, but like you kind of get this, uh, you know, a uh, uh, barrier of you sort of slowly transfer into not feeling like, you know, I need, I need someone's approval for this. Just <laughs> kind of like realize what you want it yeah. to be. And then you can kind of be like, I know it's not there or I know 100%. where I want it to go, you know, and you just get yeah. used to being told like, no. So you're not really looking for approval anymore. You're just looking for your like yes. own confidence or, or own totally. like, yeah, excitement. And I think too, once you can get to that stage, that's when you start writing your best yeah. kind of songs or putting out the best, you know, versions of whatever you're trying to put out, whatever it may be, if it's like a fully produced or an acoustic or song or whatever it is. Like once you're at that confidence with yourself being like, this is what I want to say. Like, this is how I want this to sound. I think it translates better. And then people can feel that like, that's what you wanted too. Um, I did, I did want to ask you too, cause I know mm-hmm. you've been putting out a bunch of music and stuff. Is it, uh, yeah. has it been leading up to, are you going to do like an EP or have you been thinking about that stuff or are you, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's, well, I'm, yeah, I'll be putting out an EP, um, in the fall, which is very fun. And it's, it actually like, it's kind of a mix of everything so far. We're not including everything, but kind of everything from last year on. So like end of 2020, I don't even know what year we're in 2023 End of 2020, 2021 was just kind of that, like, you know, putting out the singles, I had worked really hard to create a new sound and like by a new sound, I mean like a sound that I wanted. And, you know, like when I started first starting putting out music, I was 16. And so you learn a lot from, you know, not being a teenager and getting into my twenties. And so everything from the beginning of 2022 on is going on the EP. And then there's two new songs that will also including gone, it really gone from this year. And then two more. And then we think we're going to do a fun, acoustic version of one of the older, like one of the first songs that came out to just kind of keep it where it, there's a debate right now, but like, it's not even a debate. It's a debate between myself to be completely honest, <laughs> but it's a debate. If I want to do an acoustic version of Take Me Back to Tiki or an acoustic version of Broken Record. And every time I like throw it out there, people are like Broken Record. I'm like, oh my God, but Tiki means so much to me. So I'm like, <laughs> in that little toss up right now of what to do, but yes, there's an EP coming in the fall and another single that will be on the EP coming out this summer. Nice. Leading up to it. Yeah. What if you did both acoustic? I could, right? <laughs> That's where, literally, no, I'm kidding you not, Hunter. I'm the only one having the debate with myself. That's what, Alex was like, we'll just do both. And I was like, but hear me out. And he's like, on what? We'll just do both. Because it could be cool. Oh, man. Um, you know? musician things i'm like we can't we have to do but that's probably exactly what's going to end up happening is doing an acoustic <laughs> version because i love like we talked about earlier there's something about an acoustic version when it's just yeah. stripped back to like what the song's really about yeah and there's a way of i mean it almost makes the like listener more excited too there's something about being like familiar with a song you know if you go to a concert yeah. and you know all the songs it's going to be like you can definitely go to a concert and see a brand new band that you don't know any of the songs and have a great time. But if you know a bunch of the songs, you're going to be so psyched the whole time. Yeah. Right. And I think it's fun. Like to have something like both of those songs, we love doing live and they're both like, I definitely think there's songs that hit harder live than like even the produced 
version. And those are two of them that seem to just translate really, really well in a live setting. So I think that'll be really fun to take a song that does, you know, like that people like and that people want to sing and strip it back to acoustic. Mm-hmm. So it probably will be both. Stay tuned in the fall. <laughs> Watch it be the both of them will be there guaranteed. <laughs> It'll be fun. But I'm looking forward to it. This is the first I put out a couple or I guess I put out two EPs when I was younger and still learning. But this is the first project coming out where I feel like it's the new like I has like not the new page. I don't that sounds like over dramatic, but like the new the new everything new that we've been working on in the past yeah. couple of years. No, I know what you mean. It's, you know, you go through all these, you know, different stages of, of writing it. And then you kind of go through yeah. this new phase of, of things that, you, you know, you kind of maybe go through a bit of, I, I do it sometimes, you know, you go up and down, you think you're like, I'm so totally. happy with everything I release, And then it dips down, you know, like, I can't write anything. And then it goes back yes. up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, being a musician is hard. It's a very emotional <laughs> process. <laughs> You know, you gra- I always do, like I'll grab a guitar and I'll I'll grab a G chord. And I'm like, of course you're using it. These ca- these chords. You got to do some That's weird hilarious. chord. It's like just use That's a chord. That's so funny. Sing a sing a song. Make some lyrics. Stupid but. chord. I can't deal with you right now. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> yeah, I get hung up t- sometimes too much on you know how how I don't know um, I don't know different or or an interesting riff that needs to happen right away when when ultimately yeah. so many of the songs I really really like are are chords and and then grooves I really like. So I started to try yeah. to like think about more of, at least incorporate, be like, okay, actually, why do you listen to what you're listening to? What do you like about it? And just, you know, try it for a minute and then, and then expand from there. So it's instead of being totally. like, I gotta, I gotta sit down, think about nothing and make something. It's like, let, let the influences come in and let the things you're thinking yeah. about, you know, listen to a song on the let radio and say, I, I like that beat. Yeah. Let me, let me try something with that. Or totally. You know? I like that. Like, the open-mindedness to, I don't even know if that was a word, open-mindedness. Oh yeah. Being open-minded. One of those to everything around you and let it inspire you is what I was trying to get to. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's great that, I think it's really cool how like, you know, there's two sides, writing lyrics and playing the music. You know, you can, you can focus so hard, you know, certain genres even focus so hard on, you know, heavy metal, for example, is one that's so, like the riffs on guitar, I don't know if I'd ever be able to play that stuff. It's like this insane, uh-uh. <laughs> insane. That's crazy. so far out of my like capabilities <laughs> and comfort zone. Like that makes me scared, even wanting to learn. Yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll feel brave enough. But right now, I'm like, mm, it's crazy. No. And then you go it's crazy. You, know, you go to lyric, lyric heavy, melody heavy uh, stuff. That's you know even top 40 stuff that I really enjoy. That's sort of, I used to listen to, you know, more metal stuff in my high school days. Now I'm sort of switched. I love that. (laughs) I love that about you. Just knowing, like hearing you play and everything. I would have never expected that. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. If there was a, yeah. Like write the genres that you think inspired my music. Hilarious. Heavy metal would be last. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) You know what though? It's always those kinds of things that happen. And it's always like, you can take that inspiration and put it into something brand new, which is cool. Yeah, I just I like the whole package of a song, and it doesn't. I don't know metal like metal music's really dope. Don't get me wrong. I just I think that there's oh, yeah. something cool. Like totally. I, then I started getting more into I don't know John Mayer and folk music, and then you know country music, indie, alternative music, yeah. and and then uh, all that stuff. And I, and then all of a sudden you know hip hop stuff. I really like the beats and and how the music kind of pushes along. So you almost like become 
you almost come from like this small corridor of like, I listen to Avril Lavigne and then it becomes like, oh, I, I listen, love Avril I listen to Paramore and, I, and now I listen to. <laughs> yeah. No, that is my dream one day to have like an Avril Lavigne country song. Yeah, <laughs> like and this then, pop punk country tune out there. Yeah. Instead of being inspired by like one person, then now you're, you can take like Avril Lavigne all the way over to whoever and then yeah. put it all together to this unique thing that, yeah, yeah. I love that. I, you're right though there's so much to be learned from every other genre that can be applicable like just across like just across music like just mm -hmm. being a good musician and being i think that's like i don't know just being open-minded to trying new things too has changed my perspective on everything like not being like oh my god this is a country song like we can't do that i'm like well why can't yeah. we kind of do that and then you you learn and you grow yeah and it's cool well, I mean, thank you so much for for doing this call with me. Before we before we wrap this up, <laughs> thank I'm, you for having me. <laughs> before we wrap any of this up, I want to go back to it, motivational. Uh, oh God! <laughs> I think apparently I, that's my thing. <laughs> I just had a couple come to me now, and so I'm ready. There was two two of them. One is Stephen Pressfield. Uh, okay. The second one is John Mayer, but. So <laughs> Stephen Pressfield, my Swifty and me was like John Mayer. <laughs> Just kidding, love you, John. <laughs> he, well, his is shorter. He he said something super dope about about uh, just being like kind of a, a Ouija board with with writing, where you instead of instead of like as you're playing chords, you're just trying to think. You're like, what should I say? What 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 makes sense to say? What's going to be right? You just sort of just say things or sing I love things that. and and just that's just cool. Spitball things and. You know, does it? It could be gibberish, and then you record it. And maybe you listen back, and then a certain word triggers something, and it turns into. And you know, the more you do that, the better you'll you'll be at you know, in a sense, freestyling or or just singing to chords and kind of creating something instead of you know sitting at home base for too long. Um, yeah. But then the Stephen Pressfield one, he's got this killer book, man. It's called the The War of Art. Um, Okay, I'll have and to check that out. It's a, it's a sweet like it's a super easy read in a in a sense where it's just like short little chapters, two three pages, um, and yeah. it kind of just classifies this the art as a or I mean the inability to write or something as like a resistance and everything in okay. and the, everything around is trying to keep you from pursuing that. So you know you'll you'll feel excited at a certain point in the day to write, and then by the time you get to Maybe you're like, oh, well, now I'm tired or shit. Now I have to do this. Or That's such a real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> like, and, oh. and it's basically a whole book of all of these excuses you give yourself. And so as you read the pages, it'll be like resistance in the form of, you know, whatever, uh, social media or resistance in the form of cleaning or resistance in the form of whatever. Right. <laughs> and it, it just gives you all cleaning. of these like bullshit. That's you're so like, relatable. Damn it, I do this every time. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be one of those where I'm like, oh, <laughs> called out hard but that's okay we all yeah. need to be called out yeah it calls it's a short book <laughs> sh short relatively short chapters and then you know but yeah it's hard to read because you're just every page you're like shit <laughs> like stop calling me out but it does to be fair it does uh it does um like just inspire you to write after you read a, a few chapters yeah. you're like i want to i got it's like it's like listening to i don't know somebody be a, a motivational speaker or something it's like That's so i want to cool. do this shit now i'm gonna do it now don't you love those moments though when you're like i am inspired i am ready nothing can stop me <laughs> yeah. in this moment <laughs> oh, let's do good before before I, before I let you go, though, I gotta ask like, how do you find that? What what is your motivation? How do you kind of like make yourself sit down? How do you get get writing on stuff? Um, 
That's a good question. I definitely, I do feel sometimes it comes in those, like right now, I feel very creatively charged just from coming, but like just being literally just back home from Nashville. Like I very feel in that mindset. For me though, I think a lot of it has to do with the environment that I'm in. Like, and what I'm kind of focusing on, like, I don't know, like shifting my mindset. Like this month I knew I was like, I'm going to write, like I have so much to say and have been through experiences and lived and stuff. I'm also a very big vibes person, as I mentioned earlier. So like, I always have my lights plugged in and I always light a candle and just like in the mindset, like a mindset and I guess, yeah, environment and like the energy around me is kind of what gets me ready to go. And I think too, like feeding off, just cause I write with so many other people feeding off other people's energy too. Like, I'm like, I, I hope they come in with the same kind of enthusiasm and energy. Cause just when you can vibe off of each other, then you get a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Set, basically like, yeah. Making that setting. Um, yeah. And ultimately you're kind of in control of the setting too. You know, if you can carry that setting with you and, uh, 1000%. You know. And I always try. I mean, I do like, I am a very, like, I love life. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, today's a new day and it's like great. And, but I find, yes, I always try to be not that it's like hard because most of the time you're writing with people you like, but I always try to go in like as open-minded as possible to every, mm. every kind of situation. I never, never do I want to be that person. That, like if someone puts an idea and be like, no, like, cause I think as soon as you say no, like it changes the energy right away rather than being like, what if, okay, but like, what if we took this and then mm. it did this? So yeah, you're right. You can totally bring the environment with you and the energy and vibes. But yeah, for me, it's definitely a mindset thing like whether it's like the physical environment around me or it's like my headspace going into something that's yeah something i've always appreciated about you and i know we, we i know we haven't like you know hung out a ton and stuff but at, at least <laughs> yeah, the times got in the way of that <laughs> i know the times that we have we have hung out i've always appreciated yeah. the you, like that exactly you, you bring this positivity oh, with you. you and and I try, thank you. <laughs> but it's also clear that you love what you you do, and and every time I saw you, you know, performing, it's you were always working at, you know, just you know, writing stuff or or thank singing you. something a, a bit differently, or and uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I always enjoyed see it, hanging out with you because it just made me feel I don't know energized. Thank you. No, I think that's like the nicest thing that anybody can say because I do believe like other people's energy, like, again, as cheesy it is, but like energy is contagious. And yeah, I don't know. I'm like, if you can be kind of that person that can make somebody else's day better than that's cool too. But yeah, I do love getting to do music. And I feel very fortunate that I've been able to like turn this into a career and be able to play shows and write songs and meet people and get, cause I don't know, like there's so many people I know in the world that always say like, Oh, I wish I wish I could do like this or wish I could do music or, you know, like any sort of artistic things. So I think that's when you really just, I don't know, it's, it's a totally different way of expressing yourself and a different way of living. And I just, you get to connect with people in a really interesting way and hear people's stories and learn a lot about life. So I always feel very fortunate that that's what I get to do after I play shows and people come up and tell stories. And I'm like, that's the coolest part about just music in general. You just meet so many people that way. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You meet so, yeah, so many cool people doing, and I mean, yeah. it's usually somebody that you see that's doing something they enjoy and that's totally, you know, that's if somebody's up there hating it, you're like, what do you, why, <laughs> what are you doing? why are you doing this? 
I think I remember one of my very first, I don't even know what it was for. It was, it was, I think it was like a raid. They brought like this uh, group of country musicians brought in somebody from radio to like speak to the group. And I remember the first thing he said, he's like, if you're in music for the money, you are in it for the wrong thing. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you better be in this because you love it. And that you're just here because you want to share your messages and like you have something to say. And that has stuck with me for forever. Hmm. Cause I think you're right. Like if you're hating it or you're just doing it for the wrong reasons and like, it's going to come through. It's not, can only hide that for so long. Yeah. And I also really appreciate, like I said before, about you going down to Nashville or just places where you, you know, you seek out other people doing this and then, you know, you take time, you know, to, to go out and do showcases and songwriting camps and all these things and release songs. And it's just amazing to see somebody actively pursuing it instead of feeling like some, somebody needs to like come to them to, to make it make it happen like i always love it when people are going out to find the places they need to be or or the experiences they want to have and you don't always strike it you know on that you might run into the border and they're like yeah. don't bring a guitar oh. across to this anymore <laughs> american border do not listen to this podcast <laughs> do not listen. thank you for giving me the most stressful day of my entire life <laughs> But you still go do it. But you know? we made it. We made yeah. it to America. Yeah. And everything was true. Everything was true that you said. Everything was true. I did not lie to the border. But, no. Oh, my God. I felt like I was lying the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Traumatizing, really. Like, tell us your name I again. I a song about them. Uh, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, wait, no, that's not my name. What is yeah. happening? Oh, yeah. my God. What a time. What a time. You know what, though? <laughs> Those are the experiences. You have to go through them. But <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. And I... It's been great. And I love that we were able to connect like even prior to this. And I don't know, like Guelph is a very special place to me. Like I'm sure you kind of feel the same way. Like I made so many memories in that bull ring, yeah. just playing those open mic nights. And yeah, it's cool to be able to connect so many years later about music again. Yeah, it is. It is, man. And it would be awesome to get together and, and work on some tunes if you're an yeah. old fan. 1,000%. Okay, 1,000%. Yeah, let's hell yeah. Let's I love that. I love it. I love it. Um, so <laughs> gone ain't really gone. That yes. I mean, I could talk to you about just writing music and stuff for another like two hours, but I I can let you go. <laughs> but but gone ain't really gone is out. That's your latest yes, one. It's out. Um, you said another kind of EP album or something that's coming out the fall. Mm-hmm. Is there? I don't. You don't have to say, but is there like a single coming out? Any you know? I know gone ain't really gone just kind of came out. Yeah. Recently, but yes, there's one more that we're going to put out before the EP. And it's literally the most complete opposite of Gone Ain't Really Gone Possible. Gone Ain't Really Gone is so sentimental and is, you know, like that was probably the hardest song that I've ever written, to be completely honest, because it's easily the most vulnerable that I've Mm -hmm. ever, ever been. And I think like that topic, and I know you mentioned losing your grandma and writing a song about it. Like when you're writing and kind of experiencing that I, I don't know it was like a weird it was a weird thing to relive but i knew that i want like i knew i had to like tell that story somehow and i had put it off not even put it off but i put it off for years in the sense of that i just didn't know how to say it and then when i kind of figured out how i wanted to say it i was like i know i have to do this but the one that's coming out in the summer is so fun it's all of, like it's a good time <laughs> it's called dive bar romeo like i can give the title cuz it's coming out but it's all about um not so fantastic boys you meet at bars so it's really fun (laughs) it's about those guys but it's cute it's really really cute and so it's kind of just that fun 
summer sassy tune, which again, could not be more opposite than Gone Ain't Really Gone, but variety. It's all coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, so, I'm excited to hear it. It's fun. It's very, very fun. I remember um, when I sent it off to Alex and Matt, because Matt's working with us on this one again. I'm like, I'm like, is this mean? Like, am I mean? But it's not mean. It's just, it's cute. It's very, very cute. But it was directly inspired by a real, a real <laughs> stranger that I met in Nashville, to be completely honest. Uh, allegedly, so, allegedly. This poor guy is never going to know. All I know is he's from Idaho or Iowa. I can't remember which one, but this man has a song written about him and he doesn't even know it. So. It feels like it's like. He's fucking Mark or Matt or whatever, dude. He's something. <laughs> I just remember it. I'm like, oh my God, man. <laughs> like I had the title sitting in my phone. And after that night, I was like, oh, I know what I have to say. I was like, here we go. So <laughs> random Iowa, Idaho man, wherever you're from, if you're listening to this podcast, um, stay tuned for the song coming out about you. That's so aggressive. But the truth, I guess. It's funny about that. <laughs> my my uh, my sister's boyfriend, he they've been dating for, for ages. So he's been through, they've been together as I've gone through breakups and stuff. And, right. and, and, uh, he, he's always said, he's like, you write great songs when, when, uh, <laughs> when you go through a breakup and I'm like, what it's about, true. what about when I'm happy? <laughs> I, I don't know about you. This is going to sound so shitty. I find it so much easier to write breakup songs than yeah. love songs. I'm like, no, let's talk about like why I'm mad, right? yeah. why I'm upset. I'm like, I don't want to feel, I don't want to talk about my feelings in that way. <laughs> so weird. Well, when you, when, when someone's in a bad mood and, and a happy person comes in, they're just like, get out of here, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. No. And I love, I love a good, like fun kind of sassy tune. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is going to be great. And it's, it's fun. Everything. I mean, I definitely guess like in some of the other stuff I put out, there's definitely that element of, like ain't that bad's kind of sassy. Like it definitely there's in broken records actually really sassy. So it has <laughs> has those elements. So this is like the next little one that has the element of sass coming in. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear it. And I'm excited to hear um, you know, <laughs> as you as you write this stuff and, and work with like your crew and stuff, it's cool to hear your production yeah. and like your certain production you. things change and and grow and evolve and and become <laughs> different. Like uh it's funny to hear listen back to some of my stuff too and do the same thing where it just changes so much over the years and you're like Man, so I, much. But I'm I'm ultimately happy where where it's kind of gone to, and so it's uh, I'm I'm psyched to hear that you you feel the same and that you're pumping out some more stuff. So thanks. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, lots still like I guess with the EP there'll be, I mean, two new ones still, and then the acoustic versions, and then I kind of already after this, there's a couple that just happened like off this last Nashville trip. There's three that I have flagged where i'm like this could be the first single of 2024 because <laughs> they just i don't know it was such a magical experience this time writing and i was like well i just want to put them all out now wouldn't that just be lovely to like throw everything out if it wasn't a process or you know didn't actually take work <laughs> if i could just put it out shit i guess that's what, i love the process <laughs> i guess that's what ai's trying to freaking do to us uh. yeah literally right Oh my gosh, no. There's been so many TikToks that have come across and I'm like, this is not real life right now. It's freaking <laughs> It's freaky. It's freaky. <laughs> I've I've seen some pretty cool stuff with like artwork being generated or music videos and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I can only imagine where it's gonna go, but I don't know. There's at least the songwriting aspect of it. It's like uh, I don't wanna hear I don't wanna I don't know, know yet. <laughs> 
Someone let me know when it's already happening. I don't want to be there. Yeah. No one releases music anymore. The computers have got it. We they know what you like. Yeah. Just they let got them it. Do it. There goes all of our jobs, but it's okay. Everybody, it's okay. everybody stop this nonsense of meeting each other oh, and getting man. along. Writing songs Hilarious. together. <laughs> so funny. So, well, so, so funny. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Um Oh my gosh, we'll, thank we'll you for having me. We'll definitely have to get together for a writing session. Yes. And uh, obviously, 100%. maybe when we do that, we can sneak a, a live one in where we're, to, we're together in the room too. That would be sick. I love that. That's a really fun idea. I like yeah. that. Okay, sweet. Let, yeah, let's definitely set it up this um, in the, you know, the next couple months if we can. That'd be awesome. Amazing. Yes. That'd be so fun. I love <laughs> okay, that. Uh, where, 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 can, where can anybody listen in? I mean, obviously, Paige Rutledge on, <laughs> on all the streaming services and social thank media. Thank you. Is there- yeah, yeah, really, just that. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all the good stuff, and then everything is just at Paige Rutledge. Anywhere you go, do you have it's a, all there. Do you have a website up too, or I do www.pagerutledge.com. <laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> you, you could have said, yeah, you probably guessed it then. <laughs> I was like, I could smell this out. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Anyone listening, go check out Gone Ain't Really Gone and. Um, Yes. Some some more music coming from you this year, which is I'm, I'm psyched to hear. Absolutely. It.